Great morning, great morning, great morning. This is your host, Anthony Patrick, the founder of Blind Faith University. I'm here to help you grow spiritually, physically, and mentally. A lot of people ask, what is Blind Faith University? It's a mindset. The only limitation you have is the one you believe. Every day you wake up, you should be a step closer to your dream. And I'm here to elevate you. Let's take our life to the next level with these morning jewels. I hope you're having a, a blessed morning. Today I have a special guest. Her name is Maria Shepe, and she's from Youngst- Youngstown, Ohio. And um, she's going to be telling you a lot of good things about herself, also being a female, overcoming a lot of adversity in anything we call life. Um, you can introduce yourself. Tell people about yourself. Hey, y'all. My name is Maria. I'm originally from Ohio. I am a coach's daughter. My dad's a football coach, so I grew up around a big football family my, most of my life. Oh, yeah, that's good. You know, there's a lot of, it's a lot of people, a lot of females out here that really don't like football, but she's she's a football guru. She know a lot about the game. Like, what was some of your inspiration along your journey pertaining to football? Like, what made you, like, um, say, man, I want to I wanna, I wanna be at every game. I want to watch football. I want to die to more players. Like, where did that love come from? I, when I was four years old, I started out setting up cones at practice <laughs> with my dad, yeah. and I graduated and I became a water girl. Okay, okay. And my favorite time of the year is training camp, two-a-days, yeah. because that meant that I got to be at, at football field all day, twice a day. So while dad was at practice, I was running around, running stadiums, and then when the boys would start doing suicides yeah, or yeah, yeah. gassers, I'd be, I'd be right in there with them. Did you ever get them any motivation? Like, what you used to tell some of the guys growing up? Uh, well, as I got older, when some of them started to see that I wasn't getting tired and they were, they, they, uh, you know, had to give a little extra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Gassed out yeah, by a little yeah, bit. Yeah they, yeah, they had to empty the tank. So, um, what's some of your own background about, like, on strength conditioning or working out? What's some of your background? Um, I started falling in love with training, just again, just being around the game, uh, being with my dad at practice all the time. So when I was 15, just into my sophomore year of high school, uh, that's when I really started hanging around the weight room a lot more. Okay. And I started to develop a passion for strength conditioning, for training, um, just because I realized that that mental aspect in your training is what took you to the next level on your field of play. Okay, so do you emphasize a lot on speed training or more so balance? Like, what is your, what do you like to dig into the most? Uh, first of all, just solid fundamentals. So, just a- athleticism, strength, balance, good core strength. Um, obviously, speed and explosive power are gonna give any athlete an edge. But for me, I played women's lacrosse and I ran track, so I focus a lot. Uh, just with speed, but I, you know, working out with football players on my dad's team and his other athletes on campus, um, I just started it. So, so being like a female in like this this field of strength conditioning, what's some adversity you have faced? Like when you were telling guys to do certain workouts and stuff like that, were you were you laughed at or people didn't want to listen to you? Like, what's some adversity you have to go through? I'm gonna be honest. Um, I I think initially when. By the time that my dad was a coach at a Division three college and I was helping assist and, and ultimately leading workouts on my own, during training camp, a lot of freshmen come in, maybe a little bit skeptical, but I'm going to be honest, I never 
I never really experienced much adversity because for me it wasn't about showing them who was right or trying to assert myself in, in what I knew. I led by example and with work ethic. So I would demonstrate the exercises, I would train with them and in doing so I earned respect and you just building rapport, developing relationships. So tell me more about like your study habits. Who some people like you model your strength conditioning after? Do you like watch certain guys or certain sports trainers? Or because um, you know Kobe Bryant, he has a good facility out there. The model, oh, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. But he has a model facility. But yeah. I know some upcoming trainers go out there to you know learn some stuff about um training more to more training things. So yeah, when my dad was at Maslin, uh, he used to bring in Coach Mike Barwitz from uh, West Virginia at the yeah. time, and he would bring him in and clinic our coaches on some of his philosophies. So he was definitely one that I studied a lot from, and I actually got to work on an internship with Coach Barwis when oh, he really? was at Michigan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Michigan football, that was a lot of fun. I learned a lot. What do you feel like the um, three big mistakes some people make when they enter in the field of strength conditioning, even being an internship? What would be the three biggest mistakes? Um... Biggest mistakes. If I'm, I, if I'm looking for to get an internship in strength conditioning, what are the three three things to not do? Well, as you definitely you have to be a professional. Yeah. So when you're coming on to an internship, a lot of people come on as as a as a young adult. My first internship was when I was 19. I was also a female working with male athletes. That required a certain level of professionalism and excellence on my part. That meant, meant that I, I wasn't going out to parties, I wasn't drinking, I was using appropriate language, I wasn't, you know, being promiscuous, I wasn't trying to... So basically it was like, a, you basically looked at it as a business opportunity, like, this, this is my great, great shot to get land a job, so basically mm -hmm. it was you building a resume, so you had to um, basically keep yourself upright. Absolutely, and I think some of that stuff lends itself back to just your your own character and integrity and how you carry yourself on the daily. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Since we're on Blind Faith University podcast, what 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 does Blind Faith mean to you? Uh, the thing about faith is that you gotta have it when you can't see. Yeah. And when you say blind faith, just what comes to mind is just having having trust in what you're doing is is not gonna lead you off a cliff. Yes, yes, you know? yes. How has God, how has God created the world have had an impact on your life along your journey? Oh geez, man. I, I think one of the things that I've learned from being an athlete is discipline and, and strength, but God taught me how to have endurance and, mm. and how to That spiritual endurance, okay, okay, <laughs> yes. okay, okay. Yes, God taught me endurance. I think sometimes as athletes we can be a little bit hard-headed and uh, we, we lean on our own strength and might, but but God takes you to places where you can only lean on Him, where He's the only one who's going to bring you out of the wilderness, who's going to stand you up, who's going to give you the strength to move on. So that's what God does for me. I like that. I can vouch for that because I've been through the wilderness many times in my life. At the end of the day, I still found strength. Yes, but that endurance is that endurance is real is real. So um, you know we're talking about health, health things. So what's mm -hmm. some health tips? Um, a lot of people quarantining right now. What's some mm -hmm. health tips they can be doing to um continue to build their physical health? Well, first of all, um, 
and it's important to do the basics, everything that mom and dad taught us <laughs> when we were young. Yeah. Just, you know, wash your hands yeah. after, you're, after you're making food or yeah. using the restroom or going out. Um, but it's definitely important to still get some exercise. You don't want to come out of quarantine needing a new New Year's or a mid-year's oh, res- oh, resolution. Oh, 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 heart transplant. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> but I think, I think a, there's a physical aspect to what we need to do in quarantine, but also just keeping your mental where it needs to be. Don't lose your mental. Hold your peace. Mental health is big. I'm really big on mental health. Like We all should... Um, be a big at finding our peace. A lot of those face yeah. a lot of adversity. A lot of us feel like, man, I need a lot of people around me and this and that, this and that. Sometimes you got to spend time by yourself and understand Absolutely. who you who you are. You got to search from within. And once you find peace with the, within, you will have peace with the world. Absolutely. Yeah. I think some of the stuff that's going on social media back and forth right now is if you're not accomplishing these great feats during quarantine, then you, you lack discipline. And then there's another side saying, hey, it's okay if you're not, yeah. you know, if you're if you're not doing anything these right now. I think the big takeaway is just hold your peace. It's not about you know what are we accomplishing, but as you said, sit with yourself, tap into your creative, re-outline where you want to go, what you're trying to do, and yeah. it's not necessarily about tackling all of that now. It's just about laying a new foundation. I like I like that. I like that. All about shifting our perspective. If you can name this chapter in your life right now, what would be the name of the chapter? Ooh, the reckoning. The reckoning. Okay, okay. For those who are out there don't know what reckoning is, can you can you elaborate a little bit? Um, I'm I'm at this point right now where my my big line for 2020 has been I'm here for it. Ooh, okay, okay, so okay. I like that. I if, like that. If you could picture this, I'm basically sitting at an intersection and I get to go a couple different ways and in. In choosing those different routes, I have to come to terms with different places I've been walking from, uh, different different roads and doors that might pop up along the way, and it, it's just coming to grips with where I'm at now, where I'm going, and bringing that into the here and now. Oh man, that, that's a blessing. I know a lot of people can use that out here. Again, continue to speak positivity in, in life and continue to give your affirmations. Realize your word, words are powerful. Uh, where can we find you out on social media, Instagram or Facebook? Uh, Instagram, my Instagram name is Some Lady Maria. Okay, okay. Can you spell it out for us? Some people can't spell it. S O M E L A D Y M A R I A. And she's a very in- inspiring lady, and she's just looking to um, build and connect and um, continue to spread positive energy in the world. And thank you for having me here on the podcast. It was a blessing. I hope all is well. And thanks. Hopefully we get you on here soon. Thank you so much.